Welcome back to Unpaid Movie Critics. I am Mike Smets from MikeTheFanboy.com. I am joined by the incomparable, the incomparable, the official Detroit film critic, Ms. Becky Fixel from Week99er.com, who is going to regale us with her thoughts about film and life and the craft and artistry of, of society. Wow. You know, nobody ever needs somebody to pump them up when they're talking to you. So that's fantastic. Thanks, Mike. Well, that's what I do. I like to pump people up. You know, I do miss getting the packages in the mail from you, though. I miss my packages, too. <laughs> just just those little, you know, the amazingly, blindingly beautiful. And I'm like, I oh, know. the people at the UPS store must think I'm insane, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, for the record, for anyone actually listening, for anyone actually is listening, um, I used to write little like things, and I'd be like, "Oh, the amazing Becky Fixel," and I would write packages to Becky and do things like that. Um, you did it to other it, people too, right? It wasn't just me. Oh well, if you don't, yeah, I'll I'll cop to that. It was okay. everybody. But I always would try. Then I had to do it on the monthly. Like I had to figure out a new, like, um, new little word. word. And so I had to change the word for everybody and everyone really liked it. So, you know. it's, well, it's something different. And then without even looking at the, the from, we knew who it was from instantly. That is true. So it did when always you make say, When you say the expedaliocious Miss Becky Pixel, people get like, oh, I bet you that's mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that one's mine, yep. So last week, Mike decided that we were going to talk about flawed movies, mm-hmm. and we're going to start with his this week, which was Event Horizon. Okay, so as a precursor, Event Horizon was a film, and I, it was a sci-fi horror film uh, directed by, it was Paul W.S. Anderson's first film, and uh, it was kind of like intended to be the original script was almost like an aliens ripoff, and they changed it to be kind of like an odd to or not the Shining, Solaris, and those kind of films. This was a haunted house kind of in space. Um, and the reason I chose it, being the fact that we're doing flat movies, was creatively, it, it, it's the stuff of legend. Like the film itself uh, is kind of a misedited patchwork of randomness. It's um, I love it. It, it freaked me out. But it was the original cut of the film was two hours and ten minutes. Okay, so I'm thankful that the cut that I watched was an hour and a half, which is the only cut that exists. So okay. and, and it became, it got like a huge cult following. And what ended up happening is Paramount was freaked out about a film that um, is pretty widely known, and they thought that oh my gosh, this film is going to bomb. We're going to lose the entire studio. We need to rush something out that's going to be a surefire hit. And they said, hey, Event Horizon, that surefire hit. Let's rush it out. And the film they are worried about, Titanic. Okay. And it's so funny because like now the runtime, like I saw the runtime, I was like 90 minutes. I can handle this because even like everything that's come out since, you know, movie theaters have opened back up has been well over two hours. Well, okay, Venom, I think is like 85 minutes or something, but like is the new really? James Bond is over two hours, 43 minutes. Oh my Lord. I mean, it's good, don't get me wrong, but everything is so flipping long right now. I don't have yeah. the attention span or the bladder strength anymore because we've been watching movies at home for the last two years. 
Right. So, you know, 90 minutes, I was like, okay, I can handle this. And when I told Jason that this was what you chose for me, he just hung his head and he goes, oh God, why? So, and he is, I mean, we're both dorks, but he's the resident sci-fi dork in the house. And then when I was watching it yesterday, I sat there and I'm like, I've seen this before, but obviously I must've blocked it out. I think I must've dated enough dorks in the past that I'd seen this when it'd come out or something. And you had said that it would scare the crap out of me. Eh, I think I'm just kind of like, eh, anymore. <laughs> it wasn't well, you know, scary. It, 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 it's interesting. When I rewatch it again, it freaks me out. Those kind of movies freak me out. The psychological, like Shining-esque kind of mm-hmm. like, it's a haunted ghost. You don't know what's happening. Watching it again, I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't nearly as impactful. Because I haven't seen it in a long time um, as I initially thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I loved what I loved about it was the production design. That ship was creepy, and it's like that gothic industrial okay. style. And so the, the portal design, the yeah. And again, the whole thing is flawed. Like you watch the ship, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" That they have like a giant, um, I guess, corridor in the middle that they blow up to to separate the two things. In the film, and in, in the exterior. It's gigantic. In the film, it's this big. <laughs> well, it seems bigger. You know, they think it's the bigger than it is. Everything looks bigger right. in the distance, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> but from coming from a design background, I'm sitting there going, even engineering-wise, it won't make sense, some of these design decisions on the interior. Why the hell is there a room with giant spikes? What do those spikes do? They're just there to impale somebody that nobody's impaled on. I was waiting for that the whole time. No, like, it never happens. No, that's like a missed opportunity. Why didn't they impale someone? Um, you know, and then like the giant cheese shredder or meat grinder tunnel. Why would you do that? There's <laughs> well, easier ways. That was ways. the portal. That was the portal to hell. I know, but the it was the something to demagnetize them. Okay, but then if you're talking demagnetizing, aren't you going to like, pull that out of the equipment that they're carrying with them and ruin the equipment and you know there was yeah. some mm-hmm. yeah so I had issues with that <laughs> well yeah. there's a lot of the movie itself I mean when you have a character who is your co-lead basically yeah just disappear for half the movie and then wake up knocked out and be like hey let's run and you're like how did you get knocked out where would you where were you at like what's going on yeah, and where they were never you? explain it where were you why are you knocked out and then all of a sudden the tube filled with blood and it explodes i'm like is that tube real did it really explode i don't understand and then they're covered in blood but then it's not, not really, really blown up it was more of a it was more of like a gotcha you know the ship was just toying with them was the that original stuff, cut, like yeah was that in the original cut like are the answers out there or is it just okay, so jumbled what, together? It was all jumbled together. And what ended up happening is the film achieved a huge cult following. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, hey, we want to release the extended cut. They actually stored all of the additional footage in some salt mine in the middle of like Czech Republic or something like that. And okay. it all got destroyed. So well, they tried to reassemble the original cut. The original cut was extremely gory like these the little flashes they had i mean 
it was really insane what they did. They had actual porn stars doing like kind of like these weird depraved acts and then okay. they hired real amputees to like do stuff and there's like scenes of them like drilling into teeth and like it was really apparently the original test of screening people like fainted and threw up because it was that gory and disgusting so they um, really sanitized it for the release then because it wasn't i mean it's got some gory spots but i mean you watch even yeah. any of the latest like the latest Suicide Squad, there's more gory deaths in that than right. this. And that was over-the-top gore. You know what I mean? That, I, yeah. oh, that doesn't... Over-the-top gore to me is just goofy. You know what I mean? Like when heads explode and like, oh, dang, and the body, like, ooh, and it falls down. I, less, I love that stuff. This was more realistic gore. And I remember watching this when I was a kid, freaked out. I'm like, oh, my God, that's traumatizing. But um, now watching it, from modern day perspective, it just wasn't, it didn't have the same impact to me, yeah. um, which I love to revisit movies. And that was kind of a, <laughs> kind of fun for me to see it again. And, and it's funny because they said that in the initial cut, all the story backstory, all the backstory, for all the characters pretty much like sliced. So you don't know why the one guy has a giant scar from like yeah. neck to sternum. Why does he have a scar? Well, all that's explained. And okay. like the one kid, the young guy who dies, his relationship is explained. That's why they all love him so much. And like all this stuff. And it's like the whole backstory for all the crew is completely like just trash. Now it's just randoms. And then you're just watching random people do weird things. And it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense at some level. Um, like all of a sudden a guy just comes out of the water and he's like on fire. And they got, and Lawrence Fishburne's like, you're my co-pilot and da, 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 and you're like well he had mentioned him in the past you know and seeing fire and zero gravity and all that it kind of reminded me um this must have been the late 90s when it came out the movie virus did you remember or did you ever see that oh, one? With, uh jamie lee curtis yeah i don't remember who exactly was in and i know i went on a date to that one jamie lee curtis so <laughs> you know jamie lee curtis. sure i haven't seen it since it came out so that tells you something uh, um, you know, it kind of reminded me like the ship and everything is after the humans and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, it's kind of at that time was a relatively common story, I would think, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, honestly, this film cost 60 million, I think, to make. Um, and they, they, they really thought it was going to be a huge hit. And then it only made I think 40 or 35 million at the box office. It was a huge bomb. Um, but now it's really regarded as one of those cool classics, which is what I love about film. Like even a flawed movie like this, when you can definitely see that editing is like chop, chop, chop. And like it's not yeah. fluid, it's really rough. He only had four weeks to edit the full movie before they released it. Really? Yeah. And it was like they just set him up for failure. I'm like, wow, set people up for success, Paramount. Come on. But uh, it's really unfortunate of what this could have been. This movie really could have been something. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not a proponent of gore, but I think in this case, editing it properly if they showed, showed more yeah. what would have happened in that world, I think it would have been really creepy. There's a scene after the tube bursts and the blood pours out. And I, I don't know why they cut it because it's totally creepy. Joel, uh, uh, 
oh my god, Julie Richardson is running, is coming forward, and in behind her, you see Sam Neill completely naked, covered in blood, just from behind, spider crawling down the steps after her. Totally creepy scene. I'm like, why would you cut that? Right. That was so creepy. And I'm like, I don't get it. It was just a strange little cut they did and what they took out was really weird. And in, in a way, it just made it less interesting. You know, but I remember seeing it when I first saw it as a youngster. As a youngster for Apple's high. Well, it came out uh, in what year? 97. 97. Yeah. So I like four apples high. And uh, it it tripped me out. I was like, wow, that's, that's disturbing. And then, of course, The Shining creeps me out all the time now. Like every time I watch it, like for a day after, I'm like totally like tripped out in my head. Like I'm like, what? What? Trying to figure it out. Obviously, you can't compare the two because one's a classic genius and the other's Event Horizon, but <laughs> they kind of have the same kind of have the same thing and you're like it, it's really interesting the psychological thing that they that they do you know like your own personal hell like basically everything that was happening to these crew which you don't even know which is kind of unfortunate because that's what got cut is yeah. that they was their own personal hell on earth coming which, to life i mean you kind of can pick up on that you pick up on it but like you don't understand what the guys are like his whole thing was uh, apparently in the cut version his whole problem was, or his whole fear was being operated on a lot. And, and that's what happened. Like, cause he had this whole, he had this whole sternum issue when he was okay. a kid and he woke up or something during oh, the, woke up during, during the, the surgery. surgery and he okay. could hear it, feel it. And that was his big fear again, going through something. Like that. And so that's what the ship did was do that. And then the one, um, the one lady's son, uh, I think lost her, it, it, his legs. Yeah. And that's why you have all those weird, weird scenes. And I don't remember the one, the one other guy, I don't remember what his was, but there was, everyone had a little thing. They had their own came, thing haunting them. Yeah. And it kind of all came true throughout the course of the film, which is what the but ship did. It, did. And wait, of course, the it, ending. It didn't all come true. At least they were seeing it. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of, I mean, there's, so you have three survivors. Yeah. Which are they survivors? We don't know if they're survivors. Yeah, because it kind of leads to that, you know, the, the ship could be, or it could be coming with them and leading on to, you know, the next people that pick right. them up or whatever. Which, because the ship itself was haunted and alive, which is the idea, yeah. even though that the half of it got destroyed, the other half of it, it, it wasn't, uh, it was the entity or one of the entities was still there within the ship. Yeah, so it could really know, and it closed it, it ominously closed the door. Well, there you go. Um, There's your next script, Event Horizon Two. Uh, they're actually doing it. Are they? Uh, Amazon, uh, oh, okay. 2020, I think, is doing a series. That does not uh, surprise me. It does not, right? <laughs> it's kind of ripe for a series. I could see it. I don't see how it would be a long-term series. <laughs> But I mean, but, they've done, what was the other one that they did a series and it was um, not, it wasn't a Star Trek one. Was it Babylon or something like that? They had a the series. Expanse? Was that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd only watched, I couldn't get into the Expanse. I tried. Uh, I need to try again. Just the first couple episodes didn't grab me and then I was out. Yeah. But uh, I hear it gets better. I just. But you know, there's a new show that's on Netflix, like it's murder mansion or something like that a friend is like oh after the fourth episode it's great 
we don't make it past two. If it sucks right. after two, we're not pushing through to four, you know? Exactly. You know, and it is funny, like going back and watching films that at a certain point in your life, you're like, oh my God, I love. And then you're like, no. Now you're like, oh. And it's weird how they lose their luster. I was rewatching Scream Queens. Yeah. I, I remember when it was first out, I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I love the first season. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it and I went, oh, this is awful. <laughs> like, the, I mean, part of it is seen really as bad. Ones. Yeah. It's really bad. It's badly written. Um, acting is fine, but you're like, I, I just kind of was sitting there going, I don't get it. Like it it was, it was, it was all over the place. Like it didn't have the the focus that it would have needed to dr- to drive the horror comedy aspect, weirdness over the top. And all the characters were so unlikable and it didn't make any sense. Half of it didn't make any sense. I don't get it. Now I'm, I look at that and that was, it was kind of sad. But then again, watching it week to week was a little bit different. You're not picking yeah. up on everything. Watching well, we it did that movie. come out? That was, that was when Ryan Murphy was just getting popular. 2015. So you know, seven, six years ago six years but I mean even then a lot has changed you know yeah a lot has changed even in the last two years and how we see yeah so you know it's kind of interesting and that does lead to uh, that'll lead to our discussion later but um yeah it's I, I like going back to Event Horizon it's just interesting to see a film that is flawed that could have been really good yeah and why it was bad you know why this this happened and i always say when people do remakes they shouldn't remake good movies they should remake bad ones and make them better and do them originally you know like it would be really great if you know and this would never happen but if david fincher could go back and redo alien 3 with the original thing you know and make it his way as opposed to what the studio forced him to do and all this other you know there's so many movies like that like make a bad movie redo it see if you can make it better like go back to the original script actual screenwriter wrote and see what you can do with it and see what you could do with it but see what he was intending and going oh that makes sense as opposed to rewriting it because you know you had to have the studio daughter's president in there who can't act hashtag magic mike or you know something like that you know that's one i've never seen and please don't make me watch it um I know you're trying to think of how you could fit that one in. I mean, I've just never had the drive or the need to watch that movie. It's just like, all right. I mean, yeah. I had many drives to watch. I'm sure you did. But I enjoyed it. it I actually liked the first. The second one was unwatchable. Well, see, I haven't seen either. So it was just like, I think it hit theaters at a weird point. I was just like, it's just nothing I need to go see. So I understand. I, I understand. I mean, that was when Channing Tatum was at his prime, too. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, th- there are benefits to that show. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there's not. But it was just one of those things. Like, we know if we just cross over into Canada, there's the strip clubs and stuff. But we never went to the guy ones. They're just going to... So, it wasn't our thing. I know. I, I, know. Um, I want to hear what you want to say about Eternal Sunshine. Okay, so Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Now, I would like to say, before you start, uh huh, I 
really like this movie. Oh, I love this movie. Uh, and I'm kind of curious. I mean, I I was looking at it and I was like, well, okay, she could pick this. 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 So I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to pick. Okay. As to what you, why you feel like it's fun. Because I think it's, you're talking a different way. Mine was from a filmmaking studio yes, perspective. Yours is technically flawed. Mine is more theory. theory. Oh my God. I write for a living. I'm going to screw something up in every freaking podcast, I swear. So it, it's just one of those kind of ethic, <laughs> um, ethically flawed things for me. And it kind of plays along the same lines of any movie that screws with somebody's memories and things like that. Um, there's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one um, where they erase his memories too. Eraser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so I told Jason that I, like, after we filmed last week and after we recorded, I talked to Jason and, you know, besides him complaining about Event Horizon, which he would not watch with me, by the way. Really? No, he's like, oh God, I never seem to see that again. Um, and did he I told not like him, it or did he just... Um, he hates it. Absolutely hates it. Was it because of the gore or was it just because it was bad or was it because of just the because it's bad. Just, okay. yeah. And he's a big sci-fi guy. He just did not like that one. Um, but I told him this was the one that I chose as flawed. And he said the exact same thing you did. Why? And... To me, it's more this ethically flawed thing where, you know, if you're taking out, say you take out one person out of your life, say you go and have your memories erased of meeting me and anything we've done together, any interaction, it doesn't cover, (laughs) it doesn't cover and change and the movie doesn't show what would actually happen. Like it, it erases those parts in his memory of their interactions. Okay, but those times they live together. It doesn't cover all of that type of thing. And everything that you do and every interaction you have makes you who you are today. Yes. So, you know, and the fact that, you know, I mean, we've both loved this movie and we saw it in theaters when it came out in 2004, we had just started dating. And, but like I said before, it's one of those movies, you kind of have to be at the top of your game to watch because it is depressing when you go through and their relationship is so dysfunctional and, you know, but it is, it's a beautiful kind of art piece, which in some regard shocked me when I saw that it was focused features because it's such a decent movie and their movies are always kind of meh, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but they do choose these artsy pieces but the cast in it is amazing too. And watching it now, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't remember most of the cast, but it's it's this whole concept to me of going and screwing up somebody's life. And you're, you're actually choosing to screw up your own life or in the doctor's case, he screwed up Mary's life mm-hmm. to benefit yourself in the future. But are you really benefiting yourself? Well, I think that's the I, that's what the the movie poses. It's yeah, it actually right. poses. And, and I, I thought with the ending was very interesting. Rewatching it, going, it's, oh, okay, so now they took out this dysfunctional relationship. Both of them, both characters, I felt <laughs> really were had a lot of mental imbalance if that's the word oh yeah they were both dysfunctional in their own lives and together it's not necessarily the most healthy people in the world 
No, but they still um, found themselves back. They found their ways back to them or to each other. To each other, which was interesting. even though their relationship in and of itself was probably not the best. Yeah, and I guess it poses the question: If you can start over, would you do it the same? Would it happen the same? And then you know the Jim Carrey saying, um, you know, I forget what his actual quote was, but basically saying the same thing. Well, if we try it again. Let's see. Right. It's worth it to me to see. You know, if it's five years, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, which I thought was great and it was sweet. It was just a very, it was very interesting. And I mean, the science of it obviously is stupid. Well, yes. You know, you and it's all, that. you know, um, I did crack up a little when she did say, you know, she paints her uh, personality on in a paste with her hair color. Yeah. That cracked me up because it I was mean, great. It wasn't that popular back then, everybody having weird colored hair. Right. So now, you know, now we all obviously. do. Yeah. I mean, mine's changing Tuesday. So yeah. I, and the funny thing is, like, you know, she didn't even do it properly. Like her roots no. were showing. No. I was like, it was really bad. I, I thought Kate Winslet really did an amazing job in that movie. Um because she them. made yeah, she made a character who was completely unlikable, likable. Yes. And both of them, I mean, Jim Carrey. He, he was great too. He was. And there's some roles that he has that, I mean, he's not the goofy falling all over guy that, you know, we know from the mask and Ace Ventura and all of that, but they're few and far between. Yeah. You know, his dramatic work is really good. I mean, Man on the Moon, he was great in Man on the Moon. Yep. Uh, Majestic uh, is one that gets okay. played here often. That's the worst movie of all time, but okay. Not my favorite. Okay, there's two of it's, us in this house. It's not my favorite. <laughs> it's horrible. And it was literally like, I remember watching it going, why don't, why does he just wear a t-shirt saying, nominate me, I need an Oscar, I'm going to cry. I was so offended by that movie. It was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I hate those movies where someone's clearly like, oh, I'm trying to get an Oscar. Robert De Niro and Awakenings. Or, you know, I, it's just like, oh, <sighs> you just want to like, it just drives me crazy. But see, you're looking at it from the industry side, not from the just everyday. I viewers. don't know it. You know, I don't know. It was pretty like. Yeah. It's still yeah. a kind of you know light, heartwarming, but it's still better than watching him. His you know, although I don't even know how old he is at this point, but his um, full body comedic work and falling on the ground, he might hurt himself. You know, when he's talking through his butt like Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, what was interesting, though, I mean, okay, so rewatching the movie, uh, you know, in the science of it all, mm-hmm. and Mary, Kirsten Dunn's character, Kirsten? Kirsten? I think it's Kirsten. I thought it was funny. The Hulk and Mary Jane. Right? I just <laughs> like, that's what I said when I watched it. I was like, I don't, re- I really did not remember, remember that cast. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, it's the Hulk and Mary Jane were there with Frodo trying to erase the mask's memory yes. i'm like where rose right. from titanic was like i'm still here um it was really kind of a baffling little cast they're all really great they are uh and, and elijah wood actually played the creepy dude pretty well he was actually really creepy but you know it's not his first creepy role or his last creepy role so True. you know I think he kind of likes those weird off the wall ones i you know don't know what that says about him but yeah uh, you know but it was interesting you know her 
Kirsten Dunst, it, it, there's a couple things. First off, the fact that she erased her memory to forget she was in love with Tom Wilkinson. Okay, but okay, she but, said on her recording that you know she didn't want to do it, so he forced her to do it. Did she say she didn't want to? She she made some comment about you know I I finished watching it this morning because of schedules, but uh -huh. um, she she made some comment about you know I don't want to do this or something like that along those lines. So he forced her to do it or to go through with it. Yeah, because he said, but it's best for everybody. Blah right. blah 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 blah. But I don't think she said she didn't. They left it a little more ambiguous. I thought where it wasn't like she didn't want to do it, but um she had reservations or something right i don't know if it was a full i don't want to do this so did jim carrey but they alluded to that jim carrey's character had reservations like part way through or even right before you could tell that he kind of was hemming and hawing but then part way through the procedure he tried to stop it however he thought he could but well yeah he's in the middle of it you can't stop it because he had no voice at that point right it was done that's and what he was trying to save it doing drugs and having sex around him on his yeah bed. the hulk was dancing in his underwear with mary jane um right I, again was a little strange a little subplot especially because he mark ruffalo's character knew about him yeah he did but he didn't it was uh, that was also ambiguous but uh again morally then you're kind of wondering Kirsten Dunst sending everybody the recordings was that something she should have done because most of those people are, are that we're really feeling of or we right. know of they wanted it they came in there wanting this procedure they didn't want to remember their dead dog and they didn't want to remember it's too painful should she have done that right or was it she felt that I mean in her current position, she felt that maybe these people didn't know the full truth of the procedure. But then listening to that, that doesn't mean that they they would remember, they would have their file and know what was erased, but you can't bring it back. Right. I mean, you well, can't maybe bring it you back can. theoretically. I, who knows? Right. I mean, in that in that theoretical instance, because you obviously can't erase somebody. I mean, that's just silly. Right. But it is interesting. Like if I was erasing the memory of Theo, my dog, which would be very, very sad, and I would be very depressed about it. And I, that my Facebook would literally never have a photo on it. Um, would you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes back, would that joy, sadness, emotion, if it could come right, back, what is it going to do to people? What is it going to do to people? And, and, and I mean, and, and she had no regard for that. No, and going and say you know, you have Theo removed. Every happy, everything and every interaction yeah. that was cause of that, that's gone. Mm -hmm. And that's going to screw up. I mean, you don't know somebody you met at the park could have led to a job or something like that. What are you disconnecting along the way? You know? Yeah. And if you have that information, like, hey, I did this. What does it say about you? Right. But you couldn't handle the death or you couldn't handle that sadness and you know it's really sad in so it many is. different levels you know the whole thing is really sad and i don't That's think that i don't think she should have done that to everybody i think that she should have done it for jim carrey and her and that would right. have been it i don't think she should have sent it to everybody 
I, I think that was because I mean, what if you would just moved on with your you're, life? Yeah, and you're you screw with people's life, and it says you know you just got married, and you get a recording about your husband who had died that you erased. Yeah, you know that's not going to be just screwing everything up in your head. No, it's and it's tragic, and it it, it yeah. It just it's so many other options. So it's that actually was what I thought you were going to talk about more than anything. But that was really bugged me in this. Well, Um, and I think that I mean more than anything else. Yeah, but you know, initially you didn't think the movie was flawed. I mean, it is a wonderful movie. Yeah, but it does have issues, and I mean, at least it does bring up good discussion. You know. Well, of course. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I, I I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. You have to suspend reality, obviously, because it's never. Well, you have happen, to for almost but... every movie. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean, I mean, even things that are based in reality, they still screw it up. So yeah, it's still a movie. It's like okay, you know, let's be real, people. But you know, you only have an hour and a half to four hour forty five, or right in James Bond's case, three two forty three to to tell a story, and it's that's very difficult to tell a story that amount of time. Right. you know a full story so if you don't see someone you know driving 45 minutes from the store to the woods i guess that's okay right <laughs> which have you guys seen any new movies have you done any gone to anything uh no not lately i think i'm behind on a lot but uh screening season's coming so yes i'm it sure is. i'll see i'll see some but that actually okay so all of this actually which is i think it's a lot of fun it does lead me to our discussion this week that i wanted to pose which i don't know why i'm posing it again but i'm posing it again okay what were some films that you watched that you loved when you first saw them and then you rewatched and you were like wow i don't love this or it changed your opinion and that, I, I just remember my mom, we had a little discussion about last week with watching Lost Boys and me going, yeah. mom, you have to see Lost Boys and her saying that was cute and me wanting to throw up in my mouth. Which, by the way, I think it comes on Disney Plus next week. The new right. Lego Star Wars. Yes. Terror, okay. whatever. Our yeah. terrifying Tower. stories. Terrifying tales, I think it is. There is a whole Lost Boys scene in there. And no I way! Backing up because I was like, I probably wouldn't have got that reference if I hadn't been forced to watch that a couple weeks ago. That's hilarious. So, Legos, it's on there for you know their Halloween film or cartoon That's, or whatever. Yeah, their hard cartoon. I saw. I just saw the. I got the press release for it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, they're really pumping out their content for Disney, huh? Um. Yes. Yes, they are. And then everything that they pump out that actually goes to theaters hits digital or whatever within almost two months now like yeah it's cranking really quick because i just got the announcement for uh shang chi yes i saw that too yeah so i'm shocked how fast some of these are just boom 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 popping yeah so i'm trying to think and i just thought of a movie that i should have chose for a flawed one that definitely was flawed um of a movie that watching it the first time I loved and then after that I didn't that's 
good question. I'm, you didn't give me time to prepare on this one. I didn't, and there was a reason I didn't prepare about this question is because I didn't want to think, I, wanted, I really wanted to be a little more spontaneous. Okay. Um, and I've been doing a lot of like, oh, rewatching certain yeah. things. And I, I just, and one movie I loved when I was young was The Burbs with Tom Hanks. I've never seen that. Of course you haven't, because it was a classic and a cult classic. Well, it is funny because Jason references that one all the time. And he's like, oh yeah, we'll watch it. And then we just never have. So yeah. like, he loves it. Absolutely loves it. And I rewatched it and I went, wow, I don't like this as much as I remember. I remember loving, when I was a kid, I loved that movie. And rewatching it, I was like bored a little bit. And I was like, wow, this is really sad. And it, it, it was very, um, <clears throat> it was really interesting. I thought the directing was flawed. I thought yeah. Tom Hanks was over the top. I was like- But you have to remember, I mean- I remember it was the eighties, but at the same time, well, I mean, no, I not, love my 80s Not movies. that. You have to remember, your view on movies is a lot different than it was when you were a kid. Yeah, but at the same time, I still watch movies with the same lens. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I always give a pass, you know, when you watch something and you go, oh, yeah, that was, you know, then I love that movie. And, you know, yeah. it was Big Trouble in Little China, necessarily. One of my favorite movies of all time, um, Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express. You know, watching it now, I'm like, okay, there's a few things you're just like, well, that's silly, but I still love it. Like, it's still right. one of my favorite movies. And, and you know, Kurt Russell is like the dude, the man. Um, but the burbs really kind of threw me because, I mean, I was like, I want Shout Factory Special Edition. And I had the original press kit. I had, you know, this you and that. that movie. I loved that movie. I remember when I was a kid going to Universal Studios for the tour and they, they were at the Burbs house on the tram. And I'm like, stop the tram. I need a picture. You know, I was obsessed. Like, I, was, I love it. And wow. even when I was at, um, when I was able to go visit the set of Desperate Housewives, yeah. which was where they shot the Burbs, I was like, where, which one's Tom Hanks's house? And I was trying to figure it out. And they remodeled them all super yeah, extensively. Course. But uh, it was like, I realized Bree's house was the Klopex house, I believe, from the Burbs, like the bad, the, the big giant uh, ugly house. And they redid it to Breeze, which I thought was ironic. Um, and I was picking them all out, like from Wisteria <laughs> Lane. And I love Desperate Housewives too. So it was a big, it was, it was tenfold. It was a good trip for you. It was a very good trip for me. I got a picture with Marsha Cross in front of her house dressed like Brie. It was great. No, I mean, I wasn't dressed like Bree. She was dressed like Bree. But, you know, Are you sure? I, I mean, clarify. it could be your Halloween costume. It really, I never dress up. I don't believe in it. You don't dress up for Halloween? Actually, you know what? I will say before we even talk about movies like that have changed for me, I am not used to seeing you in red. Oh. I you always wear black. I know. So, it's slimming. <laughs> well, there is that. But it just kind of made me laugh. I'm just like, Speaking of dressing up, there's a costume. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wearing a different color t-shirt. Um, okay, so for me, movies that I saw that didn't hold up later. Like, if I go back, like, from when I was a kid, there were the movies that I absolutely loved. And one of them, which I haven't seen since I was probably in college, um, that the reason I haven't seen it since is because it didn't hold up. Drop Dead Fred. Do you remember that you know, Phoebe Cates, uh, classic. 
I don't remember. I, I know I've seen it. It was not a favorite, so I don't remember it. We watched it so much that my dad threatened to break the VHS. We loved that movie. And then watching it yeah. like young 20s, I was like, no, no. But I mean, when I was younger, some of the movies that I watched, like from my childhood that they either traumatized me and I never really liked them. One of them, and I mean, I still love the movie, but it doesn't hold up as well. Beetlejuice. Really? Right? It's just- That shocks it, me. I mean, that one and another one that I'm probably going to get just blasted for is Nightmare yes. Before Christmas. I hate that movie, so it's okay. But you know what? I used to love them and could watch them. And now I watch them and they're like, oh, I still love them, but they're just a little boring now. Beetlejuice, I, I can see that though. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but um, <laughs> of course, not. I actually, I actually think they did it. Tim Burton did it really well when he sparingly used Beetlejuice because I think too right. much of him would have been too but I mean, much. Well, when it comes to like the Halloween season, when I come, there's the movies we always watch every year at Halloween. You know, Hocus Pocus, all of that. You know, I have a you can't see him behind the Beetlejuice sign, but I have a Binks plush Binks back there. You know. Oh, that's cute. Shop Disney keeps getting me. I can't help it. Um, but <laughs> Beetlejuice, if I don't watch it, I'm totally fine. If I don't watch Nightmare Before Christmas, totally fine. It's just those movies, are, they're okay, you know, but there's other ones. I, yeah. I, watch I never liked over Nightmare. Over. I never liked Nightmare. No. Never. I, I didn't like it when I first saw it. I didn't like it when I had to rewatch it. I didn't like it when it took me to they dragged me to Del Capitan to see it in 4D because it snowed. I could care less if it snowed. snowed and it really wasn't snow. Crow. It was soap bubbles because yeah, it was. Let's terrible. be real. So I still think it's terrible. I'll always think it's terrible. Whatever. The only Tim Burton one that I absolutely never liked from the get go was um, Frankenweenie. I could not watch it. I had a screening for it. It was very early in my sight mm -hmm. and it was a screening and we both left and went, what the hell did we just watch? You I, know? I, yeah. When dogs die, I just don't deal. Unless it's John Wick, because I completely understand that motivation. Then I'm okay. It, it, then I was like, he needs to kill everybody he's ever touched. So Ooh, I'm just realizing that, that there's going to be a theme on every episode that John Wick is probably going to come up one way or another. Because John Wick is amazing. <laughs> but and I, I swear I, next week's discussion is going to be about the amazing Keanu Reeves how uh -huh. he can make such amazing films and then such crap movies and I'm okay with it well you I, know I, I don't understand yeah that's, next that's the thing theme. like up that's until recent theme. years I was not a huge fan of this you know it just his movies weren't that great I like him as a person but we're going to table this for next week until okay. I vomit right now in a bucket. Um, but I, I okay. Um, and we'll, we'll go with that. But, okay. but. We should, uh, you know, anyway. But it really is interesting when you rewatch those kind of things. And then there's, well, you know, and the funny thing is, then you rewatch movies you've seen forever and you still are like that. Love them. Clue the movie mm -hmm. never gets old. Like that movie can be on. I'm like, oh, it's Clue. And it's perfect. Right. It is pitch perfect, beginning to end. The end, the, the multiple endings at the by the time you're done with the third one, it's time to go. But that's only because that wasn't the way the film was intended. Right. You know, you get you can't you can't blame 
that. But that no, movie, you can't. The at home release, you can't blame for it. That movie is perfect, and I, 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 I love it. And it's the fact that they were able to weave it, and it's it's plausible that there was three endings. That's right. a genius move, and that there's a reason that movie lasts to this day. Good morning, Vietnam. The same thing. So good. Robin, Robin Williams, just boom. You know, Troop Beverly Hills is another. Like, it's a funny little flothy, frothy movie. My love of Shelley Long will never go un, unfettered. But I mean, there's there's but, so many of those that you know you can watch over and over and over. And I mean, there's some that we put on, and then they're cheesy and they're stupid. Yeah. And you watch them over and over, and there's some like if he falls asleep. I mean. And I posted this on Facebook. I take joy in putting on a princess movie. So he wakes up and he's in the middle of a princess <clears> movie. But this week I put on the Adams family, the nineties version. And yeah. he woke up to Christmas carolers on the screen. And he's like, it's September. Why the hell are there Christmas carolers? And then it clicked what movie it right. was. But, and that was partially one, I got to screw with him a little bit, but two, I just screened the new Adams family too. Sorry. Yeah. So, which that review and the, the Legos ones were supposed to be up today and I haven't written them yet. So um, that's what I'm doing tonight. But, you know, to me, I needed that palate cleanser <laughs> and go back because we can watch the Adams Family movies, the ones from the 90s, either one yeah. of them repeatedly, you know. The first one, I think, is a little patchwork. Yeah, a little you bit. You know, it, it's, not, it's not as fluid as it should have been, but... Uh, that's okay. You know, it's still fun to watch. It and is. You, you get to give it a pass for that. The second one, oh my God, it's hilarious. It is. And I am kind of interested. I mean, they have the new um, Wednesday series. Mm -hmm. I think it's coming to Netflix. And Christina yes. Ricci is playing Morticia. Morticia. And I'm like, I believe. Yeah, that should be interesting. And she could probably do that. I mean, I don't yes. know how she grew up to be a living Tim Burton doll. But she did. Dude, you know. When they had to work together, I mean, her, Tim Burton and Christina Ricci, and you would think Christina Ricci and Tim Burton would have been like in every Constant. film. You just associate the two together. And the only thing they ever did together was a Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Well, and after, yeah, but she looks like all of his characters. But she looks like his characters. Yeah, she it's got the look and right you know so well i think it's fun when tim burton and i know now we're going into a completely different subject but i think it's fun when tim burton does bring back people like when he brought michelle pfeiffer back for dark shadows right and you know i think he, he you know that is true he likes people. he and johnny depp i i think need to stop for a long time i don't think they've been as successful as they could have been in later films but yeah. What was the last Burton released? Do we know? Uh, there was Dumbo. Oh yeah, that's was there right. Something after Dumbo. Let me check. I always have my eye. I did not. I I didn't. I couldn't get through it. So I... Dumbo. I mean, if you walk away from the cartoon version, and I mean, you know, they sanitized and took the drug references and alcoholism yeah. references out. It is an okay film. That was the TV series Wednesday he's doing. Yeah. And he's been announced as the executive producer for Beetlejuice 2. Yeah, they've been talking about doing it forever, but I don't know. Yeah. Actually... But um, other than that, it was Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh. Yeah. Right. 
you know, I liked the first Alice, but the first Alice was okay. It was a good solid B minus. But I love Alice. So <laughs> so for me, you know, I liked it's still better than Through the Looking Glass. The only thing good out of the second movie was the pink song. That was the only thing that came out of that movie that was decent. Yes, but you know, it's been he hasn't really done much. It's been a little slower, movie. yeah. It says pre-production. So well with COVID, well, you know, yeah. I mean that's that's gonna take a while. They're gonna he, you know, and he's very expensive. Yeah. You know, like when he did Dark Shadows, he re, they they went to Leavesden and uh, and they built that entire city on the shore just to blow it up. You know, Sleepy Hollow, they built the entire town. Wait, did that's he a do lot. Dark Shadows though, because it's not showing on the list. He did Dark Shadows. Are you sure? I worked on it. I know you did because I worked on it with you. And they had to approve. They, he had to approve the uh, app we did. We did an app and a whole campaign. He had to approve everything. Huh. So Tim Burton saw that, which is kind of neat. Okay. Uh, it's not showing up on IMDb, but that doesn't mean anything because anybody can edit that. So yeah, kind of like Wikipedia. I bet you if you Google, just do go look at Dark Shadows, I bet you it shows up because he directed it. Maybe that's, maybe it's under a different list on there. Maybe you didn't produce it. Director yeah, Tim so, Burton, yeah. So, um, yeah, we got off, totally off track. That's normal. But um, that's normal when we have a discussion about film, which I think is kind of fun. So I think, uh, so I think next week, what we should talk about is Keanu. Okay. Because, well, is Matrix is coming out. It's Keanu. I think that's oh. a great topic for a discussion. Um, and, and you want to talk about John Wick again? Well, I, I will use any opportunity to talk about John Wick. Because I'm still trying <laughs> to get some promo stuff out of you. Um, yeah, right there, right there. <laughs> yeah, I really want that. Um, and, you know. I'll pull that off the shelf next week for you. I'll show I, it to you in all of its I, glory. Okay, so if he's our topic of discussion. I don't know if we should do movies about, should we do Keanu movies to go with it? Or should we not? And do something separate to so two different things. Because otherwise, it's going to be one long thing. Because when it comes to his movies, either it's going to be the John Wick ones that we already like, or it's going to be Bill and Ted, which other than the last one, I enjoyed the old ones. <laughs> um, and then there's that whole slew of the. So. There's, okay. I th okay. So this is perfect. Let's table this. This would be our Keanu discussion. We'll go through most of his films. I just want to okay. go through boom, 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 boom. And then Keanu is a person. I, I adore him. Um, like as a person, know. absolutely. Yeah. No, in general, I just love my <laughs> Keanu. So I will, um, it, it, yeah, the man. Um, so let's just do that for our discussion, but let's choose different movies. Let's do different movies in the beginning and then we'll split okay. it up. So I'm going to pick for you one of my all-time classics. There's really no reason behind it. Okay. Um, and there's going to be no theme, I don't think. But I just feel like you haven't seen it and it really kind of hurts my heart in so many different levels you're gonna do this to me every week this well this film <laughs> is it, it's one of those movies there's very few movies that i just feel a connection with and the way it's done and i think it's it's just note perfect um and it's much like almost famous if i had to pick a favorite that's probably almost famous i can't watch it all the time because it takes me to a place for like a week it's just that like 
melancholy yeah. and amazing. So this movie is kind of similar to that for me and that dazed and confused. You keep... And that's kind of going on my Parker Posey, ooh, Okay. So if we're doing movies that we could watch all the time and ones that we absolutely love, mine's of course a little more artistic. I think you're probably picking up on that. Uh, dazed and confused is very artistic. I would like to put that out. It is an independent film, independent release, and Criterion <laughs> made the best best edition of that movie when they when they released their their version. It was so great. Okay, but what version? Like, where is that available? Do we know? Uh, you can pick any version. The ver they don't they didn't release an extended cut or anything. So okay, so I'm just checking to see which of my streaming services might have it for me this week because so far everything that we have i already already i already owned or was available for free online so I, right so far so good but um looks like fubu or sling either um those require preview oh hulu it's on hulu so, oh, there you go. so that's nice and easy um so one of the movies that we watch here all the time, and I absolutely, I'll put it on no matter what mood I'm in, um, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, interesting. I've watched it before. Okay, you've seen it at uh, least. Yeah, and it was fine. It, it didn't resonate or anything. It was fine. How long ago did you watch it? When it first came out. I think I watched it on DVD. Okay. And that's one of those ones that, I mean, like I said with Eternal Sunshine, it's one we absolutely loved but we can't watch it all the time because it's so freaking depressing. Yes. This one, it's, you know, it's got that little bit of self-awareness to it as well, but it's it's got some interesting parts, so. I like interesting parts. Yes, but it's one that we watch all the time and there's, there's a couple reasons why, so. That's interesting because I would never have remembered that movie existed. Really? Uh, no, it's... It, Will Ferrell is either I love him or I hate him. Yeah. So he's it's kind of like the there's Jim Carrey. There's no thing. in between. It, there's, you know, he's, he's I mean, some of his comedic work is okay. You know, for what Talladega Nights is yeah. amazing. He's so good. I'll come at you like a spider monkey. I mean, but other than that, I mean, like, and he was fine in Superstar. Um, yeah. But that was Molly Shannon's movie. And then, which I do enjoy that movie too, but I can't watch that all the time. No, I mean, Step Brothers, I guess you can make a case for. Right. Um, other than that, I'm just kind of like at a loss of, of a, fair, a move, movie of, Will did that I love. Right. I mean, old school is kind of fun when he's like, when he's running through the thing. Yeah. You're my boy, Blue. You know, it's kind of fun. But, but uh, that wasn't just because of him, that was because he was an ensemble. And that's why I think he's strongest. When yeah. they put him front and center, I'm like semi-pro for Sherlock Holmes or Holmes and Watson oh, or whatever that movie was. That was horrible. Or it, you just kind of get, oh my God. He's stop. not a name that would pull me to the box office. No. He's not. But no, this movie no. is one that we absolutely love. So, and if yep, we don't yeah. have, if we don't have a, uh, you know, a theme for next week, you're just going to have to watch one I choose. No, it's fine. I think it's kind of fun. I, I mean, it's at least a comedy, so that's good. Um, and it won't be depress me, so it's fun. It's got a little bit of sadness, but not as bad. Yeah, you so, know. Yeah. Uh, but then we could talk about Keanu, so it's a big giant palate cleanser. Keanu, Keanu. <laughs>
All right, we're going to end it right there. Thank you so much for joining us for Unpaid Movie Critics. I am Mike from MikeTheFanboy.com, and I'm joined by the illustrious, the illuminating, and the adventurous Miss <laughs> Becky Fixel from Week99er.com. <laughs> Please make sure to check out her YouTube page where she has many reviews, unboxings, and she gets a lot of swag that she'll be sending my way. Oh, he hopes. He hopes yes. someday that stuff will go his way. Some of it will. I mean, you didn't hate the uh, packing material. I thought you would be a little upset with all the masks I sent you. I've been using, I have, I have, I have a box of respect masks that I wear out and I'm like, respect! Yeah, yeah, that's what it's for. But <laughs> we'll see. I didn't get any packages this week, so there's no swag to tease you with, unfortunately. But more will be coming, I'm sure. Sadness abounds in the hearts of men. I know. All right, then we will see you guys next week and leave any comments of what we're wrong about below. And <laughs> we'll be talking about Keanu Reeves next week. <laughs>